0: Why are you in business? Why are you a leader? Why do you do what you do? Why? Let's talk about it. Hey y'all, it's the RK3 show, I'm Robert Kennedy the 3rd RK3, that's me, this is episode 35, 35, wow, that's like prime time in human years, <laughs> yes, human years as opposed to dog years or elephant years or, you know what I mean. Right. Anyway, we're back for another fabulous episode, and as always, I'm excited to share it with you. I'm looking forward to it. So what's happening? What's happening? What's happening in your world? I want to know. Shoot me a voicemail by going over to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Yes, yes, I actually listen to them, and I've had some pretty interesting ones. But most of them I can't share here yet, just, just yet. But I want to share them for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I want to share them. So let me help you. Answer this question for me. If you had $1 million, what problem would you solve first? If you had $1 million, what problem would you seek to solve first? I want you to head on over to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail and let me hear your answers to that question. Okay. Alright, I look to hear from you. Let's jump in to today's episode. We, we don't have an interview today. I believe the info that you get today, though, will be valuable because today's episode is intended to get you thinking about why. Why? Your why. why. Why do you do what you do? Why are you in business? Why are you leading? Why are you seeking a position or place of influence? Why do you wake up every morning to do what you do. Researcher Simon Sinek has, has this great TED Talk. I've seen the video quite a bit. It's on YouTube. Check it out. The, the information will be in the show notes. It's called How Great Leaders Inspire Action. In, the, in this TED Talk, he talks about where the greatest leaders or the greatest companies find their inspiration. And he uses Apple or other top organizations who are innovative and seem to have captured the pulse of popular culture. And he says that people aren't inspired by what you do. They're inspired by why you do it. For example, with Apple, quite a few companies came out with MP3 players before the Apple iPod. But in the late 1990s, Apple had created this music storage service known as iTunes. And iTunes was this library you could keep on your computer, you could, you could rip your CDs, you could keep all of this music, all of the information in one place. And I don't know if you remember having to go through your entire CD collection, then pick out which ones you wanted to take with you on trips. <laughs> I remember buying the big black CD case so I could keep up to 50 CDs with me, including the plastic jewel cases. I wanted to keep them with me in the car. Yes, yes I did. Right? Why didn't I just take the CD out of the case? Well, I was admittedly a music nerd. Yeah, I wanted to know the lyrics. I wanted to know the producers, the musicians who wrote the song, etc., etc., etc. Yes, I was a nerd and proud of it. Right? Anyway, that's besides my point. Stop laughing; you're distracting from my story. Anywho, so Apple had this application called iTunes, and not only was it a library, but it was built to be able to transfer music from the library to these devices called MP3 players. The problem was that most of the MP3 players at the time were seen as clunky, clumsy. They didn't have great user interfaces, and this is where the Apple genius came about. Steve Jobs himself, who was the CEO of Apple at the time, said that these were frustratingly disappointing devices so he wanted something that he could use fairly easily so they they didn't want just to create a device They wanted to create an experience where people could not only have their entire music library accessible to them whenever they wanted, but they could simply use their thumb to retrieve anything they wanted. At the time, most of the devices had multiple buttons on the front, some on the sides. And so the why for Apple became creating an experience and making life easier, even to the point of using a thumb versus three fingers. Okay. it said we care about you so much that we want you to have an amazing experience and lessen your load. Now, this the marketing worked well. You guys, if you were if you were around when iPods first came out, you remember what it was like. The marketing was phenomenal. It worked well. But more than that, people bought into why the company was looking to release a product when quite a few of them already existed on the market. I remember buying something called the Microsoft Zune, right? And I probably had three or four other MP3 players. There, They had buttons on the sides. There was a swipe up thing in the middle. And they were okay and they worked well. But there was just something about the Apple iPod. There was something about the iPod that just worked really well and just felt natural to people. And pretty soon most of those other iPods or most of those other MP3 players just died out. And the Apple iPod became the symbol of what MP3 players should be. Apple had a great why. They were able to reflect it in their product and people bought in. Now, if I were to ask you the same question, why? About your business, your career, what would you say? Why do you do What you do. Now, if you're quickly able to share why, that's awesome. Kudos to you. Some people are actually able to do that. But the truth is, most people are able to share a why of some sort, but their why isn't convincing enough. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. For many people, the why is... I need money because I have bills to pay and my house just doesn't work as well without electricity. (laughs) Right, But somewhere along the way, this just isn't enough. I know countless people who work at a job and they know they need to pay their bills, but they're miserable. And some will even walk away in spite of the fact that they've got bills to pay. So it's not just about the money. The why has to be convincing. And for many people, their why doesn't resonate enough to keep them doing the thing that they're doing. I have the saying, if your why isn't strong enough, you won't be around long enough, right? Outside of the money, why are you putting effort into this particular thing? What's the purpose behind it? What's your purpose behind it? Now, some months ago, I I was talking to my dad and I was sharing with him my thoughts about church, yeah, my dad's a pastor, in case you haven't heard that before. I think I've said it before on the pa- on this podcast. My dad's a pastor and I'm a PK, right? I was sharing with him my thoughts about church, religion, Christianity, and how I was feeling like there was more, more than what we were experiencing. I felt, I was feeling like everything was status quo and people were seemingly satisfied with that. And that just wasn't enough for me anymore. And his response to me was... Amazing. He said, it sounds like you need a mission trip. Huh? (laughs) We spoke about it and, and he simply said that when you are out of your comfort zone, when you are out of your element and you are in a place where you are giving to others, when you're in a place where you are giving to others, that has a way of changing your perspective on things. And I began to think about it and, and, and really leaned into that statement and started to think and question, what is it about giving that shifts how you operate? What does giving trigger in you? Why, why should you give? Well, I want to share three things, especially if you're in business, that giving does. Number one, giving takes the focus off of you for a moment. Yeah, giving takes the focus off of you for a moment. Giving allows you to see the world through someone else's eyes momentarily and how they can survive or thrive because of you, because you you gave to them, because you gave of yourself. And when you really give to someone, it, it takes you recognizing a need in order to give. I'm not talking about the giving where you roll up to the light, you put your hand out the window, you kind of wave, and you, have a, you give a dollar, even though you have 150 singles in your wallet, and you quickly drop it into a cup just to get rid of your guilt. I mean the giving where you actually focus on someone, their needs, and, and you take a moment to listen to their heart. One of the things that I've been practicing is that even if I do roll up to the light, and i decide to take out some money out of my wallet if i happen to have cash on me i've learned to stop and and ask their names i've learned to stop and say a quick word of prayer i've learned to stop and say hey how long have you been here what what else do you need and for some people that moment is just enough to help them continue to move in in, in an ex- with more happiness through their day because in a lot of cases They're 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 invisible. People drive by all day and and don't see them. They just see them as background noise. So giving is something that is more than about money and giving is not something that you just do out of guilt. Giving is by focusing on someone. Giving is focusing on needs and taking a moment to acknowledge humanness and humanity and and recognizing their heart. Number two, giving gives purpose to your money. Giving gives purpose to your money. I know, I know. Some of you are saying, my money already has purpose. Its purpose is to pay my bills. (laughs) But I'm talking about something greater. I'm talking about something even higher. The truth about our country is that the majority of the people, even those with some amount of disposable income, don't give enough. and Giving is... Not something that happens simply because you have more money. I know there's a lot of people I I can't afford to give anything away. I don't have enough. But here's the thing: giving is a mindset. How do I know is a mindset? Because giving is not limited to coins, giving can be your time, giving can be your energy, giving can be your ideas. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say something that may not make sense to a lot of people, but if you can always afford it, is it really giving? If you can always afford it, is it really giving? Giving is in some ways should stretch you because giving is a mindset and giving is a muscle. Sometimes you have to work harder so that you can earn more just to be able to give because giving is that important to you. But if you work harder and your mindset was never to give, then you will simply take the extra and spend it. So if you develop or choose the giving mindset, then it gives greater purpose to your money. Number three, and this one is really for anyone who has a business or is in a place of executive leadership. Giving sets the tone for your company, business, or department. I'll say that once more. Giving sets the tone for your company, business, or department. When you give, even unconsciously, it sets the tone for your department. So, what do I mean by unconscious giving? Well, I have a child in Africa. Yes, not not a blood child. I have a child in Africa. I found her before anybody runs and says something to my wife. I found her through Compassion International and I give her and her family a certain amount every month. This helps them take care of quite a bit. Now, I don't physically give the amount. I don't walk. I don't fly over to Africa and give the amount. It's automatically withdrawn. But I, I receive letters From her and her family. And my bookkeeper tells me about the amount when I meet with him. So while I'm not physically giving. In this case I'm giving on automatic. I'm giving through automation. But I'm reminded every month that no matter what challenges I have. There's a little girl. A couple of thousand miles away that has some greater challenges. But the thing about this is not only that she has great challenges. She has an amazing attitude. And I'm reminded that my life is still a blessing. I don't know what your ability is financially or where you are in your business, but I want you—I want to encourage you to figure out today how you can add giving to your repertoire. As a matter of fact, I was meeting with an accountability partner a few months back and he told me he was creating a give goal. <laughs> That's right, just, not just a business goal, a give goal. How much he was going to give over the course of a year. And so we set an amount and he, he encouraged me to do the same thing. And, and we set an amount that we would give over the course of a year or a quarter. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about the amounts that you would normally give. I'm not talking about the amounts that you would normally give. If you're a churchgoer, you might give a tithe regularly. Right. Or you might give offering at your church normally. Uh, I'm not talking about the built-in giving. You might have other giving built in into your life. Maybe your kids go to a specific school and so you volunteer there. That's amazing. That's excellent. In addition to that, I'm talking about pushing your giving a bit further, giving that you have to be intentional about. Okay, I'm talking about pushing your giving, maybe creating your own give goal this year. What's that? What's that number? What's that amount? doesn't have to be a big amount. Maybe maybe it's two hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars. If I were to break that down, let's say that's roughly about $23, 24 dollars a month. Can you find a way to create six dollars weekly so that you can give that much in 2020? What's your give goal? What will be your give goal? I want to encourage you to find a way to give because I guarantee that it's going to make a difference in how you see your business and how you see people. I want you to check out a book by my friend Bob Berg called The Go-Giver, and I want you to get involved in the give economy. Listen, that's all for today, people. I hope it was meaningful for you. I hope it was informative. I hope it was something that made you think so you know what to do now email me send me a message at podcast at robert kennedy 3.com that's podcast at robert kennedy 3.com i want to hear your thoughts and answer your questions or as i said at the beginning you can leave me a voicemail robert kennedy 3.com forward slash voicemail that's robert kennedy number 3.com slash voicemail also don't forget to support us on patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash the rk3 show that's p-a-t-r-e-o n.com forward slash the arcade three show and visit me over in the speak right now community on fb facebook you can even hang out with me on instagram ig g i'm robert kennedy three there holla at your boy guess what everybody everything that happens to you in life is your stuff your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage i'm robert kennedy the third and you've been listening to the arcade